Hi everyone, Terry Wilbrock here, host of the Healing Place podcast. Just wanted to take a minute before today's episode to let you know that yes, today's episode is a few days late. Um, Unfortunately, we had a very sudden and sad death in our family. My 26-year-old nephew, Matthew, uh, died last Monday. So I flew to Ohio to be with family, uh, which is a pretty big deal that I was able to get on that flight again and by myself, no Xanax. And uh, yeah, I had no issues. It was a beautiful flight, colored in my Zen coloring book with my gel pens and uh, had my laptop and watched a little bit of Christmas with the Cranks movie uh, that I had downloaded from Amazon. And, yeah, just took care of my needs, made sure I did some deep breathing and all that fun stuff that I talk about on the show so much. Um, And then I I returned back home on Sunday, but really just kept my phone in airplane mode almost the entire time just so I could focus on being with family and friends and supporting uh, my brother and sister-in-law my niece. Um, through Matthew's death. Uh, Yeah, make sure you're checking in on those who are struggling with anxiety or depression or have complex post-traumatic stress disorder or PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. and Just say I love you and see if see if they need anything. it's, it's heartbreaking for any parent to ever have to bury their child. Okay, so on that note, today's episode, wowza, what an empowering, I learned a lot. I absolutely loved this conversation, adore this guest. Um, yeah, it was just so great to connect and learn and very empowering. So I'm excited for you to tune in and uh, get some wonderful tidbits yourself. All right, now for today's episode. Welcome everybody to the Healing Place podcast. I'm your host, Terry Welbrock, and very excited to have with me today, Antonia, and she is psychotherapist who works in energetic field uh, and author and so much more, and we're going to dive into all of that. So welcome. Terry, it's such a joy to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely. I told you I'm going to geek out throughout this conversation because I'm super excited to learn about the work you're doing. I've just started to learn some of it. And uh, yes, I'm I'm enamored by it. So um, talk to us about really, I think one of the things I love to talk about is the working in the energetic realm. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of people who work in different in different ways energetically and the way that I what it morphed into over the last 17 years is essentially when I work psychotherapeutically with people what I'm doing is helping them see which means bring awareness to the story they're holding in their body versus the there's something that needs to be fixed because everything is rooted in an imprint a pain imprint which is the energetic root within our own bodies. And it's some place that we're just not aware of. So we're just following the story. 
but we're not really aware that we're just holding a fear, a shame, a rage, and the stories that go along with it. So what I do is I bring people into a state of awareness, which is a deep seeing of the repressed emotion. And we bring awareness, the energy into the repressed emotion in order to energetically release it or really bring it up to a higher vibration, into love, into a consciousness, into compassion. Oh, I love that. You know, I've I've done so much healing work myself. And one of the things that keeps coming up is the anger piece, the anger piece, the yeah. anger piece. And so, and and I've had multiple, you know, therapists, EMDR therapists and so forth be like, Terry, you got to, we got to dive into the anger piece. And I'm like, oh, we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. I know, I know it's, it's a part of it. So is that the, then the thing that you would dive into and, uh, Well, what we do is we kind of figure out what the anger is, the story that has how it's been, you know, um, cycling in your life and the stories that the anger has created about who's the bad guy and who's the victim. We create all stories in our minds trying to make sense of this feeling of rage that's sitting in our body. But really, it's just a feeling that then creates a, a reality from it. Right. Because what your mind does with anger is going to be different from what my mind does from anger. But we don't want to know the stories anymore. We want to then use the stories to drill down and find where in the body, which is usually in the liver, by the way, anger sits a lot in the liver. We want to drill down and find our way into the repressed emotion so that we're going, oh, now I can see slash feel This is just about anger and not about the stories that I'm telling myself. And when we do that, literally, we activate consciousness, awareness that we bring into this stuck, dense place. And we go, oh, now I see you. And that's all you really wanted is to be seen, deeply seen. You poor abandoned anger, just making up stories, running around like a chicken with its head cut off. Now I really see you, which really you just need to be loved and seen fully and accepted. And when we bring that in in a deep way that we're really not that familiar with in this reality, a really deep seeing and acceptance, when we bring that in, it literally starts to transform and moves into a higher frequency and we quote unquote heal it, which really means we kind of, it dissolves. It becomes not a non thing. Right. Right. Now, is it uh, a matter of not necessarily like understanding the exact moment of where this stemmed from or any of that, or if it's even like this life related, I mean, could it be ancestral stuff that's being brought in? Yeah, I mean, you know, I spent 17 years and still do of just going in and transforming and transforming. And I think it was probably a couple of years of my lifetimes and stuff, you know, forgiving my mom and getting over my dad and all that stuff. And the rest of it has all been stuff from, you know, ancestral wounds that have come up. I don't know how much ancestral pain has come up over and over again. And I actually think that most of our wounds from this life are just repeats, emotional re-dramatizations of ancestral wounds we just keep playing them out until i think at this time in uh, you know in history we have a chance to go whoa i finally see it i can put down the sword and really go inward and start to genuinely transform these stories that we've been inheriting generation after generation, after generation and playing out in this very pain-filled world and just go enough i got i gotta get in here to stop it yeah that's what that's what I'm feeling more and more. It's probably all ancestral. We've inherited it for thousands of years, very colorful ways of tormenting ourselves and others. 
and and I think now we're going, ah, I can I can get off of this boat. I don't have to do this anymore. I can stop listening to what my mind is telling me about what all this pain is supposed to mean and who's the bad guy and who's the good guy and what's right and what's wrong. Oh, I so agree with it. I, I've been saying it for a while now, and I I don't know, angel whispers, I don't know, whatever it is saying. Yeah. This yeah. is, uh, you know, kind of like I think about the little birds uh, that are live in my backyard. I live on in an island and these hawks will fly around and the squirrels and the birds know when those hawks start to come around, like they, in, they know to like go hide or, or run to their nest or, you know, get very quiet around the back of the tree or whatever. And so I've watched them and I've, I've just kind of paid attention. And I thought, I wonder you know, we've had all this ancestral stuff that we've been carrying. And so the fears that like I personally have that, you know, I'm the one then all of a sudden like hiding behind the tree because I hear the imaginary hawk flying over. And so it's like, oh, where's that coming from? And it, it, I really do think, yeah, that that ancestral stuff, whatever my history has been, that yeah. um, I'm carrying it. Absolutely. And I think that there's there's stories that we carry through, you know, ethnic groups and stories that we carry through gender groups, right? Yeah. If you're born in the body of a woman, for example, or, you know, that's what you've, you, you're feeling the history of woman in your body, then what stories of trauma have you then in, are, are inheriting in this body that I believe now many of us have said, okay, I've, I'm now owning this body and I'm here to heal the wounds from this body and that healing the wounds from this body and all that it's carrying uh, now is my contribution to the healing of the collective. Wow. Yes, yeah. fascinating. Mm-hmm. One of the other things, and and I don't know if it's tied to it, but but you speak about um, dimensions, and so like third dimension. Can you can you touch upon that, and is that related to this? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the understanding that came to me, you know, as I began to shed my own pain and release my own repressed emotions, what became clear, and and the wording that I add is that you know, the reality that we're in right now is very dense and that that's a very limited, you know, the 3D, which is a small dimensional crunch dimensional reality. And what I see as the 3D consisting mostly of is pain. That is what density is, is the very contracted, bracing, crunched up state of pain. And that keeps us in very limited, constricted realities. Now, when we start to release the contracted state of pain, we release the limitations that pain defines our reality to be. So we release pain, we release density, we release constrictions, we release limitations. And now we're opening ourselves up, which which we see more and more. Now I don't have a massage therapist who's not connected energetically who's not an empath. My osteopath is fabulous working with. So more and more, we're opening up to other experiences beyond the physical 3D limitations of our pain. We're accessing other other senses and realities right now at this time. And I think that that's all about the releasing of pain and opening up more and more to what I think is more our original self, We're kind of coming here wearing and inheriting pain suits. And when we start to release, right, our individual and our collective pain out of our bodies, we lighten up and we access the reality that 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 is outside of this very dense 
3D pain-filled reality. Wow. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, the pain suit <laughs> I'm so resonated because yeah. I know as I've healed, particularly from this physical journey I've been on this the past two years with an illness, um, I I noticed that as I as I did so much of the healing work that all of a sudden things were happening that I knew were going to happen before they happened. And I was connecting intuitively with other people and yes, very becoming very connected with my empathic uh, abilities. And wow, that's, that's really resonating with me. Thank you for that. I think that pain is really a sleep state because pain is not aware except for of itself. Right. So uh, pain is only aware of itself, right? Pain only sees itself. So when we start to release pain, we access the things beyond our very limited perceptive perception and perspective of pain. And there was so much out there beyond the tense, constricted, limited perception of pain and of itself, which is really what like narcissism or self-absorption is, is layers and layers of pain that says, all I can see is me. I'm in so much pain. I can't see beyond it, which is, I mean, you fall down and break your leg. You're not going to see anybody trying to help you or love you. You're just like, get this pain out of me. And that's, I think, the state we've been living in for thousands of years. And so when we start to release that very self-absorbed, limited, contracted state of pain, we can access all the things that pain has told us doesn't even exist because only thing that exists is pain and surviving pain and running and fighting pain. When we release it, suddenly the subtleties of this magnificent magical reality just start to, we start to access them and just our minds get blown. Right. Right. So now do you work with, with people one-on-one to help them do this? Do you do groups? Do you have have online courses? So I don't have courses. Those will be coming up in the future. I work one-on-one, but more and more I'm going to be shifting to groups because, yeah, there's uh, I can't take on one-on-ones anymore. It's kind of um, it's very limiting and, and yeah. there's a... Yeah, um, there's a wait list into 2024. So more and more, I'm starting to create some spaces to do more retreats because I love to work in groups, especially uh, with meditation, because when everybody gets quieter and quieter and quieter, and we start to create a reality underneath the pain stories in that space of consciousness that kind of floats there, suddenly the awareness, right? Consciousness, then we give it room to permeate and penetrate and the awareness that comes in and we start to see the pain versus be the pain. And then the releasing that happens when we sit in the silence and I can work on groups energetically and raise the awareness is like, it's tremendous. It's beautiful. So I want to do more of that, maybe add some plant medicines in there, which I think are also a way of, you know, allowing awareness to penetrate, um, so yeah, those are, oh, that's well, and that you brought me back. I'm glad you mentioned the plant medicine. So Ayurveda, and I know I've utilized that. I, I heal holistically. I, I, I lean that direction. I don't take meds. I'm, it's just my personal preference. Um, but wow, what there's so much healing availability in nature. The earth. <gasps> 
Yeah, I had a fabulous, painful day when I kind of, I kind of connected to when I arrived in my pain suit. (laughs) And, and one of the things that really became uh, clear to me is I was sort of going through this massive adjustment standing at the window. And there were like hundreds of daffodils in bloom outside of my dining room window and it hit me like that that she is here this earth is here to help us transition to guide us and to bring intelligence right the natural flow of consciousness deep and to penetrate these very dense pain realities and bodies that we're in that that's what she's here to do this beautiful planet yeah it's wonderful oh i love it so much i know it's fascinating because i have this little sign over my over my desk i'm looking at now it says the ocean fixes everything as i've traveled this personal journey myself and i live on this island uh, I was struggling with being out in open spaces. And so being out on the beach, which used to be a favorite thing, it was just some trauma remnants that was was bubbling. And so yeah. was doing a lot of work on that. And I kept seeing the ocean fixes everything and the ocean fixes everything. And I was having this horrific rash from this poisoning that I had had. Um, and so I finally was like, All right, I like, it, it really was like, like God, angels, earth, what, all of it, universe saying, you have to go get in that water. You have to go get in that water. And so I finally listened and did the work and got myself into that water. And now every day I've been sitting in the water for a half an hour and my skin is just like, it's like I'm a new person because it did, it's done the healing work. And it just, it was calling to me. Yeah. That salt water alone energetically is so powerful. eh? Half an hour every day is what I hear is the best medicine. Yeah, for sure. So now Ayurveda, uh, and you talk about about plant medicine. Um, do you do you work with folks on finding the right? Because ev- obviously everybody's different on what's going to work, and and there's so much available. Yeah, yeah. So in Ayurveda, I don't work as closely with herbs anymore, but I do like to direct people to go find the you know the intelligent plants to help them put put them into balance absolutely i think those are essential to to try and bring them in directly for those that are ready some people they need you know more drastic or more um sort of hard hitting balances right we got to dump the addictions and we got to get rid of the processed foods because you know how many herbs we're going to put in there if we're putting in processed foods in there the herbs are like i don't know what this is too much i don't know what you want me to do with all this right so we have to clear the way generally and then the subtlety of the herbs can come in and really do some powerful work yeah yeah it is it is amazing to me how how life will just bring something along to knock your legs out from under you and then right and then you have to do all of these shifts like change the way you eat and the nutrition you put in your body and so forth which is why you know i love to talk to people like one of the the objectives i have is to change our relationship to our suffering right because you know and i think i'm hearing that more and more is that we really need to mine the discomfort for the wisdom that is buried within, because that's all it's there to do, right? Is to tell us, here's a place that needs your light. Here's a place that doesn't have awareness. Here's a place that you haven't learned yet. Here's a place that needs love, the energy of love in. I'm showing it, I'm showing it, I'm showing it. So that is what pain is there for. And on the other side of all pain is greater love. So if we can shift thousands of years of the habit of avoiding pain, and really start to um, 
shift our urge and and discipline ourselves to move directly into the pain now is a wonderful time for the wisdom to actually reveal itself because there's so much energy moving and there's so many people that are shifting and moving into those more subtle places that if we the more we turn into that pain now more than ever we can we can transform it into those higher frequencies of compassion and love and acceptance oh beautiful yes and it's terrifying to move into it but wow yes when when you do yeah it's amazing what can what can happen absolutely and i think that there are so many things out there that are assisting us to move through. I mean, we know that the yoga retreats are exploding, meditation retreats are exploding, wellness clinics. So we know that even if we don't know that, that we are moving into these places to relieve the pain, but really it's there to to start to really um, create a different relationship with pain and to use it as our teacher, deep, profound teacher into the next reality beyond this real pain reality. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now, do you have a recent book release? I do. Just a couple of months ago, it was an exciting process. Uh, it's uh, entitled Dismantling the Third Dimension, Transforming Our Trauma on the Road from Tribe to Collective. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. love it. It's right up my alley. <laughs> yeah. I love your alley. It's a great alley. <laughs> Yeah, I've gotten some fantastic, fantastic feedback on the book. I just, it what really was sort of a channeled eff, uh, effort. I mean, it, it was almost effortless. It felt kind of painful when I was in it, but it was so sort of driven. And then at the end, I'm like, oh my God, a book came out. <laughs> <What just happened? laughs> so, and the feedback has been really wonderful. Uh, and people have felt this real transmission on how to shift the relationship with pain. And to bring silence and acceptance and love directly into the body, into the feeling, not into the story and all of the history and mommies and daddies and kids, and but into the body and how then we can activate the transformation of pain, which really is what the awakening is all about, right? Right, right. And I'm so glad. I know with certain modalities, there's the you know, going back into the story itself, which so many times can be re-traumatizing if you're just... Re- repeatedly going back in it's I love the idea of going it's not necessarily about knowing the what exactly like that pinpoint moment it's just this result that came from it yeah exactly I think that more and more especially working energetically we can bypass the stories as I as I said I think we can use the stories to drill down into the body because if we're stuck up here, then we go, like, where's your mind cycling? And now we can use the story in your mind of what hurts and the shame and the fear. And, and we can use that story to go, okay, now where is it actually sitting in your body? And so then you get, you know, an extra instrument that could go, now I can feel, I can actually feel where it is. Take your awareness into that spot. And how do we now go and see this trauma, small T trauma, big T trauma that's sitting in here trying to tell you there's a problem when really it just needs some love, big love, right? Yes. So we don't need to go in all the stories. We just need to find ways to drill right down and to go and bring the awareness slash love slash consciousness right into the density in the body. That's it. Yes. Amazing. Wow. Yeah. 
Well, I again, I could sit and ask you all these questions that I put all the stars on, but I certainly wanted to give you an opportunity to talk about anything that, that you would like to speak about that we haven't had an opportunity to yet. Oh, we've touched on some juicy stuff. I think one of the core messages that I like to tell people, and it's a hard one, but I think it's really uh, basic, which is that we need to love our pain, but we need to stop believing our pain. Ooh, that's a good one. Juicy. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, you know, a three-year-old who falls off their tricycle for the very first time and is screaming Armageddon and thinks the world's coming to the end because their knee is bleeding. And if we believed that three-year-old, then we'd all be going down with the ship. Like it'd be, it would be chaos. We, what we do with a three-year-old when they've fallen down and they've experienced their knee bleeding is we hold it, we breathe that, with that child, we provide presence, but we do not believe the Armageddon, right? Otherwise, we etch Armageddon into that three-year-old's body. So we need to do that with our own pain. It doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. It can hurt deeply. And this is a painful reality. This is a very pain-filled reality. We need to be with that pain, but we need to stop believing everything it's telling us. In fact, I don't think we should listen to anything that it's telling us, but we need to find the ways to sit with it, to bring acceptance, to bring a profound love, one that I think we're just just barely cracking open our capacity for real love because we've been in so much pain, that to deepen that without believing is an enormous transformative foundation to build in one's path. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I so had the visual of like kissing the boo boo better. <laughs> it was like. Yes. <laughs> now, what is that like energetically to kiss the boo boo better? Right? Yeah. That energy and the feeling of love into the feeling of pain. Because when pain and love meet, that's where transformation occurs. Yeah. Right? When fear and love come into contact, now we have transformation. Right. Oh my gosh. So powerful. Yes. Mm. Well, thank you again. I just, I, I just am so, um, oh, I can't think of the right word, like enamored. I'm so enthralled with, with this work because I think it's incredibly needed, incredible, obviously very empowering and powerful. Um, yeah, it's, it's really what we all need to be doing. Um, or not. I mean, we can accept that. I think there's some that are supposed to be and others that are maybe going to go play in pain stories for a while. And we can love that too. And that also will free us. Right? Yeah. yeah. We, just love, we love it all. Then, right? Then it will transform. But we need to see our pain. And we don't, some of us are, cha- I mean, it's very challenging to see our pain, actually. It likes to camouflage itself. It loves to hide behind rage or self-righteousness so we really need to see our own pain and that comes in the form of judgment right that comes in the form of bad and good and right and wrong all of that is just pain don't trust any of that either because that's all fear creating a story that you know that's trying to make us safe but if we are sitting in the principle and the basic understanding that we are safe and we are loved then we don't need any of that and so if our mind wants to conjure up judgment and right and wrongs and what we think is better and what we think is worse then we need to really uh, uh witness it bring awareness to the story it's trying to create and get underneath in the body 
at the root of that story as well, instead of believing it and following it and recreating and recycling thousands of years of good guys and bad guys and rights and wrongs. Right. I hope that made sense. Yeah, no, it does. You see my my, my wheels are turning. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you know, just trying to, um, you know, again, I, I come back to my, my personal, uh, I don't want to say issue, um, story or um, journey yeah. um, with suppressing anger and rage because yeah. I didn't want to become my dad in his rage and anger. And so it was like, oh, that is bad. I'm going to shove that way in a back closet yeah. in a corner. And we're not even going to deal with that because I don't want to become him in his yeah, moment. Right. You want to take that and go, I see you. And how do I adore you? Yeah. How do I sit in the discomfort of this until I'm sweating and not go anywhere and not look away and bring in some energetic help and meditate more and drill down more energy and get in some silence and get closer to you and closer to you and closer to you until literally it starts to I feel in session, literally the stories, the, the repressed emotion and the story just and leave the body. There's a big cry and people are like, what's going on? I don't understand. And I'm like, congratulations. It literally, when we bring enough energy in, boom, it doesn't exist anymore, which means I, we just got to stop believing that it ever existed, except for in our own belief system. Right. Right. It just doesn't, wow. it's not real. Yeah. Crazy, awesome stuff. So how do folks connect with you? How do they find you? Where do they find your book? Yeah. So, uh, you can find everything on my website, uh, com, And you can see the book there. You can access a free first chapter of it for anybody who wants to. The book is available on Amazon, Dismailing the Third Dimension by Antonia. If there's any questions, comments, feel free to email me. I'd love it. If you're interested in signing up for future retreats, right now we're looking at developing some retreats for Mexico that are coming up. I'm kind of pausing as there's a planning for next level. So yeah, it's all available on the website. Wonderful. Oh my gosh. Well, it's just been so enlightening and beautiful to have you here. Thank you. Oh, Terry, your energy is healing in and of itself. It's oh. just such a joy to chat and connect with you. Really, really, my heart sings. Oh, thank you. Well, my heart's hugging yours. So what a just a beautiful gift. So all right. Well, everyone, thanks for joining us today on the Healing Place podcast. And remember, until next time, be gentle with yourself. Thanks. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. Terry Welbrock here. Just wanted to thank you again for being a part of this healing space and my hashtag hope for healing journey. Thank you for sharing, liking, inviting others to join, listening in. Uh, you've really helped this show blossom. It has now been downloaded in 136 countries and is in the top 2% globally out of 3.2 million shows, which is just amazing. And it's all because of you and your tuning in and inviting others and sharing and liking and loving. And your reviews on Apple really help too. My goal is to hit 100 five-star reviews uh, by the end of the year. And I am closing in on that. So if you are listening in on Apple, or Apple Podcasts, please go and rate the show and leave a review if you absolutely love it. And uh, I would be most appreciative. Also, if you would like to receive my monthly Hope for Healing newsletter, please be sure to go to terrywellbrock.com. It's T-E-R-I, 
just one R, W-E-L-L-B-R-O-C-K.com. And I have a, uh, a gift to send you for signing up for that monthly Hope for Healing newsletter. Plus, there are many other resources listed on that page, including a resource library. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye.